young and inexperienced. Like our patients. A little discourse to take your mind off the main course. Ha <laughs> ha. Rochette the combat boot. I'm glad they left the laces in. They're disgusting. They're children. This is disgusting. It would be refreshing if just once the two of you would end an argument intelligently. All right, just this once. Hey, MASH fans, it's time for another episode of the MASH 4077 Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Kenny, and joining me once again, Simon. Gentlemen. Today we're discussing Season 6, Episode 10, Images. It's the 132nd episode overall, directed by Burt Metcalf, written by Burt Polinsky, originally aired on November 15th, 1977, and the production code is Y105. Look at this guy, he's covered with tattoos. Oh, my, yes. He has them practically everywhere. But he has them everywhere. Cast of thousands. Any big stars? Wow! Eagles, anchors, women, ships, women. Look at Louise. Kel robust. Plinger, please. Father Mulcahy is a full-time priest. Sorry, Father. You think the real Louise is built like that? If she is, I'm in love. Lydia, oh Lydia, have you met Lydia? Lydia, the tattooed lady. Beats me why anybody would want to turn himself into a walking peep show. Status, Colonel. What do you mean, status? Uh, striving for distinction from without, where birth has failed to supply it from within. Now, Charles here was born with all the distinction he's ever going to get. Do you actually question the natural superiority of the highborn? Of course not. I was born on top of the refrigerator. Delivered by the Iceman, no doubt. All you inherited, Charles, were blue eyes and a blue-chip portfolio. Ah, money, money, money. Quiet, he's praying. Only the common people truly believe that the world turns on a dime. Ah, ah, I think we're going to get another Winchester epigram here. Some people are born with a taste for money, and the rest are born with a craving. All this talk about money. I've spent my entire medical career in the Army. Thirty years a doctor, never sent out a bill. <laughs> my, 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 you have missed all the fun then. Yeah. Plot summary for this episode Corporal Hendricks, a GI covered in tattoos, shows up on the 4077th operating table. He gives Radar the idea of getting a tattoo so he could be the object of respect, fear, and sex. A, sc- <laughs> <laughs> a scrawny stray dog shows up at the 4077th, and although it is against all regulations, Klinger is feeding him, and even Margaret sneaks table scraps and food to the mutt. A new nurse, young Lieutenant Sandra Cooper, is having problems getting used to the place. Cooper falls apart in OR, and Margaret is convinced Cooper is not 4077 material. She tries to get Cooper transferred, but Colonel Potter tells Margaret to ease up and allow Cooper to adjust. Surprised at not being given the immediate boot, Cooper promises to become as cold and unfeeling as Margaret. But is the Major really cold and unfeeling, or is it that just when she tells herself to make it through another day? A senseless death sheds some answers for Margaret and in turn for Sandra Cooper. Damn it, sponge. What's the matter? Hemorrhaging. Clamp. What a mess. Clamp, Cooper. I think I better... Excuse me. Cooper! Come back here! Margaret, I need some hands. Give me some sponges. Got a clamp, thank you. Some suction in here. Oh, 
Okay, what's with her? She isn't working out. People who don't have a stomach for this don't belong here. You're right. Let's all go home. Cooper, that was inexcusable. I know. Just that sometimes it's so pitiful. That soldier, he couldn't have been more than 18. Just like my kid brother. Suppose he were your kid brother. Would you want his nurse going to pieces? I'm sorry. What good is sorry? This isn't a class in etiquette. It's a mash unit. We save lives. 98% of the time. I know, Major. That's why I asked to come here. I'm a good nurse. A good nurse doesn't fall apart like a teary-eyed schoolgirl. That's not fair. What do you think that does to morale? Major, don't you feel anything? What I feel, I control. That's a part of my job. You just do your job while you still have one. What's that supposed to mean? That means, Cooper, fall apart one more time and you'll be out of here before you can say Florence Nightingale. Understood? And we have our guest stars. We start off with Susan Blanchard, who plays Nurse Cooper. Susan is most well known for being in All My Children. And John Duran plays Sergeant Rimmerman. John had 54 credits to his name. He won't get any more, as he sadly passed away in 2003. <laughs> then we have Larry Block, who plays Eddie Hendrick. He was a regular character on Joe Frank's radio program, Work in Progress, on KCRW. He was prominently featured in telephone conversations with Frank, such as those in the Karma series. Judy Favell returns as Nurse Abel. Ian Kent is back as Nurse Bigelow. Of course, Kelly Nakahava is back as Lieutenant Kelly Motto. And we have a new nurse, Rebecca Taylor, as Nurse Campbell. Yeah, nothing nothing, nothing about her at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Carmen Skelter uh, as G.I. Carmen appeared in four episodes of MASH. And Joseph Harden, who played Patient. Joseph's last acting role to date was in Analyze That. In the mood for some company, Major? Oh, very well. Good. Food like this demands some good conversation. Oh? A little discourse to take your mind off the main course. Ha-ha. <laughs> How's your Colonel Penobscot, Major? Top military form. This war's the best thing that ever happened to him. Outside of you, to be sure. <laughs> Thank you. Standing wrong. Maybe we should join the others. What? Join the others. We're alone. So? You know how these people talk. Yes, I do. They talk very poorly. They thrive on gossip. Why should two people eating together be the subject for gossip? Major, will you please stop whispering? Why? Because I want them to hear that we aren't saying anything. But we aren't saying anything. Well, that's what I want them to hear. Perhaps I should die at a leave. No, no, that's worse if we had a fight or something. Father, please join us. Well, I was going to, but uh, you looked like you wanted to be alone. I told you there was something cooking between oh. these two. Mm -hmm. See? I wonder what this is. Brochette de combat boot. I'm glad they left the laces in. They're disgusting. They're children. This is disgusting. They don't even chill the salad forks. He's a fun date, isn't he? You have single-handedly taken all the whimsy out of this war. And speaking of the war, Margaret, how about pulling back to the 38th parallel? Coming in. Nurse Cooper, the kid could use a break. I've given her several. Heartbreaks don't count. She's supposed to be here to help patients, not be one. She's trying, Margaret. And she's failing. Ah, uh, come on, Margaret. You've spent plenty of time in the OR. You know some people take longer to anesthetize. She may work out just fine. Maybe, maybe not. And we can't take the chance. At any rate, she's my responsibility. And it's a responsibility I do not take lightly. Now, if you'll excuse me, gentlemen. Rather spirited woman. What seems to be the trouble here? 
All these warm salad forks are beginning to get to her. All right, let's go ahead and discuss this episode. I will start us off. Um, I give this episode a 7 out of 10. It was enjoyable. Uh, I actually was behind Houlihan and wanted to get rid of Cooper. Hmm. Um, if you can't do your job, then you're not an effective nurse. And I know, I guess we don't really know how long she was there. Was she only there a few days? Or, I you think know, she's does... just arrived, I think, is the key, yeah. Yeah, but they say just that's a, they say just arrived, but is that a week? Is that two weeks? Is it hmm. she came in yesterday? You know. Um, so I, part of me was like, yeah, you know, I'm actually behind Hulahan. I If you can't handle it, they don't have time to sit there and, and let you get better. Yeah. You know, you really have to jump in and be efficient and know what you're doing. So part of me agree with Hulahan, but then part of me, as the other people were, you know, were saying, give her a chance, give her a chance. Obviously, I would give her a chance. We don't know all the circumstances, so I really couldn't jump totally on Hulahan's side without knowing more information, which we don't get. Um, but actually, you know, I felt sympathy for Hulahan, and she's just doing her job. And you know, I didn't think she was being too much of a, of a, of a, you know, of a just a, a being a mean boss type thing. Yeah. I noticed there was a really cool camera angle that I hadn't seen before. It was over Winchester's shoulder, shooting towards uh, Hawkeye and BJ on their bunks, and the door was on the right side of the screen which is unusual because normally where the camera's always pointing at it's just it was a weird it was an unusual cam- i i had not seen that camera angle in a in you know in a mash episode just I, that a- angle from the swamp yeah i think we see a quite a few of those with charles's uh yeah aside from this now on yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just a really, it was, it was a really wide shot. Not just, you know, like with Frank, when he's sitting in his bunk, you're looking at his view. Yeah. And we've seen that before. But this was like a wide shot where you saw Charles in front, in his bunk, with the two guys behind him. And it was just a really interesting uh, camera angle that I thought I would note, just because it was different. I really enjoyed the Houlihan and Hawkeye moment. I love the fact that he didn't leave her alone. Margaret, aren't you staying for the floor show? The cook's going to confess. Excuse me, please. Hey, are you okay? Leave me alone. Don't you hurry. Let's talk a little. What do you want? Well, you look all choked up, and I don't think it's the food. I don't know what you're talking about. And anyway, it's none of your business. It might help to talk. Look, two ears, no waiting. Will you stop annoying me? Fine. I thought something was bothering you, and I wanted to help. You're always trying to get into my head when there's nothing there. Look, Margaret, sooner or later, this place gets to everybody. I don't fall over, Captain. Everything around here will be just fine if there's a little less leaning and a lot more leadership. We need obedience. We need discipline, not this chaos. Doctors like you constantly out of uniform. Nurses who don't belong in uniforms. Dogs running around loose in camp. They're getting run over by jeeps. Get out of here! No, your emotions are all churned up. You're not doing yourself a favor keeping a cork on it. Let it out. Let out what? There is nothing to let out. I'm not churned up. I'm not emotional. If you want to cork something, go cork your mouth. Go, go. Will you just, Margaret, will you just get Margaret, out, will you? Listen, I saw you sneaking food to that dog all week. And this morning you got run over. You trying to tell me you're not upset by that? I've got people dying all around me. You think I get upset because a dog gets run over? Why should I get upset about a... About a little dog? (laughs) Yeah. Even though she was belligerent and she wanted to be left alone and she kept pushing him away, 
he knew something was wrong. And they have that type of relationship where he didn't knock on her door. He walked right in, you know, and he forced her to break down, um, which she needed. She had yeah. to have a breaking point and she needed that comfort and that friend to, you know, to cry on their shoulder. And that's what Hawkeye was there for. And I just really love that moment. And again, like we've said in previous episodes, these two really start having some great moments from here on out. And I don't know if that's Alan Alda's influence or if it's Loretta Swit's influence, but I do like that these two characters really start to bond over the rest, the remaining of the season of the series. Yeah. yeah. And then, of course, I, I love the fact that Houlihan talks to Cooper and apologizes. How's he doing? Much better. He's resting. Cooper. Yes. I've been a little rough on you. I want you to know that I'm sorry. You mean that, Major? Yes, I do. This place gets to everybody. And sooner or later, you can't help but let it out. That's very understanding of you, Major. Thank you. Yeah, that's, is, a nice, that's a nice little thing that happens. It's like. a huge thing for Houlihan to say she was wrong. She understands, you know... Sometimes you you just need to let it out, you know. So I really, really, really enjoyed this. I, I not, I'm now I'm looking at my seven of ten. I'm like maybe I should have given it an eight <laughs> because talking about it is making me actually enjoy it more. But I guess those are just the real key moments that I really, really like. I didn't really care for the whole radar tattoo thing because I'm a tattoo wearer, yeah. so it was nothing but tattoo bashing. Yeah. Um, but again, he was just getting it just to get the women. He wasn't getting it for appreciation to have pieces of art on his body. Yeah, that's, you know, he definitely, that's not, and that's not what you've got your tattoos for. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely not for the women. Um, but yeah, it, it was uh, it was it was an enjoyable episode. I, I enjoyed it. How about you? Yeah, you know, I quite like it. There's some, there's some again, like you. I'm not overly keen on the the tattoo episode. Uh, yeah, the tattoo pointed the episode with radar um, because we've had it before where he wants to get drunk or he wants to go yes. and pay for sex kind of thing. So it's the yep. same story in essence. Uh, yeah, like that. But I can also see the point that when you're younger, I think there is a. a uh, especially in, in the army life, I could only presume I'm not in the army. I mean, I, I don't have any tattoos. I'm way too hairy for tattoos. I'd look like <laughs> I might as well just have a pair of eyes and have a Chewbacca tattoo. That's about as you know. <laughs> as, 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 um, but I mean, I can understand when, when you're younger and you see other people get tattoos and you, you know, there's a bit of peer pressure going on. And I can imagine that being more in the army where it's it's kind of like, especially in the fifties in the wartime, you mm-hmm. have your regiment on there or something like that, and it's a sign of you know that tough kind of like look. Yeah. Um, and so I can see that point. But I think um, with, with modern day attitudes and also, of course, with tattooing now, it's a lot safer and there's, a, there's hardly any oh, kind yeah. of medical problems I mean, these days. I can imagine the 50s. Yeah, th- th- it's, not, it's no longer that kind of stigma of having something because you want to be hard and that. It's more yes. of an artistic point. And it's funny because Charles actually turns around and says a, a wonderful comment on here. Where he turns around and says, it's the common man's way of investing in art. Yep. Which I think is a beautiful... Uh, way of putting it from Ch- from a Charles's point of view, you know, from that kind yeah. of slightly bigotry point of view, but also quite quite true to a certain point because you know some people would pay uh, you know thousands of pounds for a, a very small picture to be put on a wall, yet somebody would also pay three or four or five hundred dollars to have a personal picture that that means something to them to put mm-hmm. on their arm or on their leg. So it's a very mm-hmm. very apt point actually. That's, um, yeah. 
I think he also says something along like the superior superiority of the highborn is how Charles classes himself. I like the thing with Cooper as well. I'm a little bit more um, less in agreement with you on the Margaret point because mm-hmm. I, I see her as she's only just arrived. And we've seen it before where the doctor crumbled when you, as soon as you got in there. And mm-hmm. you've also seen it before with nurses who have come in and suddenly seen the meatball surgery and they've just got out of nursing school or just got out of the doctor's school. In fact, uh, BJ does it. When BJ first sees how quickly Hawkeye has to work in the Jeep where he throws up. Yeah. And you see someone blown apart. So see, no, you're right. Of, you know yeah. that kind of thing. But also, I do agree with you where the fact that Margaret's job is head of nursing. She is in charge of making sure that the ship is run straight. Um, yeah. And uh, there's a lovely redemption there where, where the nurse turns around, Cooper turns around, and says, "You know, I'm just going to make sure I'm as cold and heartless as you oh, are." That was and, so yeah, rough. And, and yeah. it's a beautiful line. It's, I won't give you the satisfaction. From now on, I'm going to be just as tough and unfeeling as you are. It's so well oh, yeah. it smacks us straight in the face and of course yep. when the dog dies as well and let's face it you know we can put up with seeing somebody at somebody die it's human nature but when we see an animal hurt or an animal die 90 yeah. percent of us are really affected by it and yeah. it's, that's how it gets through um i i, I gave it a, an eight out of ten um and i i think it was a, a real nice solid episode a good thing as well where you're starting to see the roundingness of margaret um, mm-hmm. also authority and, and just some classic lines from from charles so yeah a good episode yeah yeah definitely gonna bump mine up to an eight now <laughs> just talking i always talking talking it out really helps with the yeah, review yeah makes me realize either i liked it more or like oh you were right maybe i didn't like it as much as i thought but no this one definitely gets a thumbs up it was really good yeah uh colonel yes um what do you think about getting a tattoo why do i need one not you sir me sir oh, oh. a panther or a marie a what a panther or oh never mind sir radar leave the tattoos to the navy why sir don't you like them they're dumb Back in World War One, I, I had a friend your age, got himself tattooed, put his girlfriend's face smack dab in the middle of his chest. Gee, that's swell. Swell. A couple of years later, he sprouted hair on his chest, turned her into the bearded lady. Wow, that's awful. Look, son, what do you need a tattoo for? Five years from now, you'll want to get rid of that panther. What do you do, shoot him? You're right, sir. I won't get a panther. I'll get a girl. Just get Major Houlihan, will you? I'm on my way. All right, let's go ahead and move on to some behind the scenes. Again, I had a a few. Uh, I will start us off. Potter says he's been married for 38 years since 1913. In a previous episode, he claimed to be in World War I, which is from 1917 to 1919, at age 15. That makes him 11 or younger when he got married. Well, I'm sure there's some states... (laughs) It's perfectly acceptable. (laughs) Yeah, 11's a bit young. Uh, In the season three episode checkup, while Colonel Blake gives Radar his physical, Radar strips the waist to reveal a tattoo of an anchor on his right arm. The tattoo becomes the subject of the scene from Blake remarking that Radar is not in the Navy, to Radar reflexing his bicep to make the tattoo jump around. Yep. I wonder if it's uh, like a, you know, a temporary tattoo. Yeah, or if it's Gary Berghoff's actual tattoo. Real tattoo, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know, that was another thing in this episode that just hit me. I I noticed Radar's, or uh, Gary Berghoff's deformed hand more. Yes. I didn't, because I'm very, you, he's really good at hiding it. But Mm. in this episode, there were quite a few scenes with him showing it. And I uh, I didn't realize his, like, his index finger is, like, really small. Yeah. And he has a deformity in, in his other fingers, but... Yeah, I thought it was more prominent in this episode. It is, yeah, yeah. You could see that it's a, definitely a slightly smaller hand. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. it was interesting. I had never noticed that before. And, all, and the years I watched this, and I always knew he had one. Yeah. But I know he's really good at hiding it. There's always something in it. There's something. But for this one, it just I don't know if it was more focused on it or... He's almost like a half-formed Voldemort. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. But yeah, anyway, yeah when, you, when you see was... it, it's more noticeable. But um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it never stops his jazz drumming. No, no, it doesn't. Come on, Radar, show it to us. Not now, sirs, I'm busy working. Good, when you're working, you should roll up your sleeves. So we can see your tattoo. That won't do it, sir. Must be on his chest. Radar, take off your shirt. That won't do it either. <laughs> Radar, did you tattoo your tush? Well, I didn't want you guys talking me out of it, and I don't want anybody to see it either. Radar, we're not just anybody. We're your comrades in arms. Your bosom buddies. Aw, oh, come on. A person has a right to their own nudeness. That doesn't even make sense. You dropped your pants with a tattooist. He's a stranger. We're family. More than that, we're doctors. We need to check for infection. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Radar, let's see it. No, sir, sir. Corporal, and for the time being, you still are a corporal. Let me remind you of one thing. As your commanding officer, it's my duty to inspect any part of this camp. Colonel, do you mean to tell me that I'm going to have to... Drop him. Oh, boy. Okay, but this is under protest. Understood. Wow. Bet you it's the Mona Lisa. With that smile? There. Well, I'll be hornswoggled. Will you look at that? This is embarrassing. It's a teddy bear. But it's so tiny. Well, he didn't want anything ostentatious. I didn't want anything showy either. Well, you did it, Radar. No buts about it. <clears throat> you know you're going to have to live with that for the rest of your life. No, no, no. It'll come off. Only when the bottom drops out. No, I was afraid of that dirty needle, and I had him draw it on with ink. It'll come off when I take a bath. <laughs> My God, it is permanent. All right, you can find MASH 4077 all over the internet. You can find us at Facebook, www.facebook.com slash MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter at MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow me at Hawkeye Mids. You can find me, Kenny, at Geeky Fanboy. And we have a website and you can find that at www.mash4077podcast.com. And if you're enjoying this podcast and want to make a donation, it would be much appreciated. You can either go to our main website and there is a PayPal button, or you can go to patreon.com slash geekyfanboy. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash geekyfanboy, and you can become a monthly donator to our podcast. And remember, you can follow us on iTunes, direct download, or of course, from Stitcher Radio. Just search for MASH 4077 Podcast. All right, cool. Well, I think that's going to do it for this episode. We both agree a really good – we had a really good bunch of episodes this past uh, recording yeah, session. Yeah, pretty good. Good job. All right. Well, I am Kenny. And I'm Simon. And we'll be seeing you. Hello, Radar. Yes, sir. Did you send out those 406 forms to i Uh, yeah. I did, sir. I mailed out the forms three days ago. Thank you. Radar, you had me worried. Thought you were having some kind of an attack. So now it's bodybuilding. Well, at least muscles are something you can really show off. Yeah, but you wind up being a slave to your body. Then you get tired of lifting weights, and all those muscles turn into flab overnight. Chuck it, Radar. I think I will, sir. Good boy. Now, if you really want to do some lifting, go to the mess tent and lift some of those oatmeal cookies. You know the ones I like with the stale raisins. 
What was the scene in California's Mojave Desert five years ago? Our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. Theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment. But they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. Alienation, the newcomers podcast, is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series Alienation. This series tackles social issues like racism, bigotry, and intolerance with an alien twist. Each month, we will bring you a podcast dedicated to a single episode. The host will give you their thoughts on the episode, as well as some little-known behind-the-scenes information. So please subscribe to Alienation, the newcomer's podcast on iTunes, or visit our website at alienationpodcast.com. Mash fans. Now, as some of you know, myself and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and my podcast is called Waffle On Podcast. And we waffle on about classic films and television programs from around the world. So, if that's your cup of tea or martini, then why don't you follow us over on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or, of course, from Podbean. You can find us at waffleon.podbean.com, and we would be honoured if you would join us. <laughs> MASH 4077 Podcast is a Geeky Fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license, all rights reserved. And Joseph Harden, who played Patient, Joseph's last acting role to date was in a... was in a maze... was that? What? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) To date, what, what WM? Mm.